Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Of 
Hope to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy Angel of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence Thank you for joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jesse Nichols George, and I'm your hostess today. Hopefully, you are hearing me clear, <laughs> pulling in through a different system today, and uh, hopefully, that's going to work out just fine for it. Um, I've got a, a wonderful place here today that I'm broadcasting from, and I'm in deep, deep gratitude for uh, the this, this space I'm in. Although I do know with a lawnmower going outside, so hopefully that come in too much today. Boy, I've been following the show the last two months on the road have been, oh, beyond a challenge and a half, I would say, <laughs> with things. But the music you hear there at the beginning of the show is called I Sense Your Presence, and it's by Shemshai, a wonderful ensemble. They are, uh, I like them when they were originally just, you know, playing the smallest of gigs, uh, coffee shops, as you might say, and uh, they've been touring all of the world uh, for quite some time now, and by the way, catch up with all of their work through their website at www.shimshai.com, S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Also, they, uh, uh, they're they really good on Facebook as well, so that's a great place to connect with them. They like to interact with their, their fans and their audience there, so uh, definitely check them out. Welcome to everybody, whether you are joining us here for the very first time or whether you tuned in and you said, hey, this looks like it's going to be an interesting show and I want to find out what they're doing and what's going on. Um, we do stream live in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Pen, also known as Para Encounter Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels. Now, during this show, I look at the more compassionate life aligning with your personal life codes. And at times, I do have guests on the show today, and that gives you a chance to learn about the Work and other things that may be an option for your code. I also highlight different musical artists along the way, and I have one coming up in a couple of weeks here, which is going to be really wonderful. And I do those normally at the main points of the year. And then we'll also here delve into a variety of different topics and tools and resources and thoughts that allow personal exploration, universal insights, and expanding your perception of how life in the world works. Now, I, uh, what I do in my own work is I'm a coding interpreter, and I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion, 
I look at their individual blueprint in this incarnation in the world, and I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, uh, which is available to experience where other people have interviewed me. You can add on my media tab under um, where I've been the guest on my website. And also I've authored four books, You, Me, Live Dreams, and its companion workbook, which is all about relationships, and then also Activating Compassion and the companion workbook, which, you know, is all about life and, and being in that space of compassion, the, the incredible things that it can bring uh, for us and being in that space. In addition, I'm a collaborator on a fifth book called Embraced by the Divine, Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And I've also created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and all kinds of various things. And you can keep up with everything that I'm doing, by the way, through my website, CompassionCodes.com. We'll be getting a new monthly video posted up there uh, over the next couple of days, so watch for that as well. I do greatly appreciate all of those that continue to share my shows here because when you do, you are literally changing lives. And so often just by clicking the share button, a life is transformed through the information and the experiences that are being shared here. And they can always listen to it in the archives, by the way, by using the same link that you use to come into the live show and listen to it at their convenience. My shows can all be found through the Main Street Universe listing as a podcast at iTunes and TuneIn.com and through my YouTube channel. So lots and lots of options uh, for what is going on there. Now, before we get started on everything, what I'd like to do is open into a book called The 72 Names of God. It's by a Kabbalah master, Yehuda Berg. And every week I pull a little insight here and then that gets posted on my insights and messages uh, option under the code connection on my media tab on my website. So you can always go back and reflect on it during the week and cool things like that. So the thought that we have this week from Yehuda is called No Agenda. That's the common name of God. And what he goes on to do is the initial message. He says, do you ever feel let down by the people whom you befriended? And are you frequently disappointed by circumstances in which you gave so much of yourself? Your answer to both questions is no. Skip this name. Now, the insight it goes on to, to give is, if you answered yes to the preceding questions, chances are your positive actions were contingent upon you receiving some form of benefit down the road. We certainly befriend others or perform favors with a hidden agenda. The friendship we offer is usually conditional, without us even realizing it. We want something in return. It might be social standing, a loan, or a favor that we would like to call in at some point in the future. Our actions of sharing usually have strings attached as well. For instance, a string's name is inscribed to a plaque and then hung up in a lobby. A dinner is given in the benefactor's honor. A hospital wing is named after charitable con- contributor. In Abalha, this is not considered a conditional sharing. True sharing is named so that the giver and the receiver have no idea who each other are. The giver gives, period. Givers derive their pleasure from the unconditional anonymous act of pure sharing, expecting nothing in return, and that is when they receive everything. When we give unconditional love, perform genuine actions of sharing. Joy comes from our giving, not from what we want. 
in return. And the meditation he goes on to give is self-interest, ulterior motives, and hidden agendas give way to pure acts of friendship, unconditional love and giving in return. True and loving friends, joy and fulfillment are attracted in your life. Now, again, the common word of God, the name of God that we're dealing with this week is no agenda. And the formal name is none, none, aleph. Pretty cool stuff there. None, none, aleph is the formal name. Now, moving on to our insight for the week, we'll give you a little something as we get ready to head in the show, give you an idea of the direction that we're, we're going with here in the show today. And uh, what we have here is ever thought about what a miracle is and have, how have miracle moments shifted your life and what do you consider to be a miracle? Now, so many times when something happens at just the moment we need it, we will consider it to be a miracle. However, so many times miracles can also be a long process that we have been working on. I like to think that a miracle is that point in time when all the pieces come together in harmony and transformation. When we so-called learned our lessons, penetrated and perhaps cleared the moment in time that created our current situation, and then surrendered in a way that we allow ourselves to receive divine assistance, then we receive a miracle. Too often, however, we believe that divine aspect or source has come in and created it for us. Instead of realizing our own co-creation, of the miracle. That is right. We are active participants in the process of creating miracles. And realizing this removes us from patterns of being a victim and helplessness. When we wait around for the divine to do it all for us, we lock ourselves into patterns of helplessness and unworthiness. Now, however, as we turn inward and engage the inner feminine and reflective self, we can then also engage the creative masculine. What happens is that through reflection, we hone in on the point in time where a pain was truly created. As we get to this awareness, we also are able to make the shift necessary to adjust that point in time, which then cascades all the way through to our current and present self. Now, Michael Bradford is someone that creates a lot of mirror healings for people using this very aspect. And he has a gift for getting into the core and origination point that created the need for adjustment. When we are able to identify, understand, and learn from the point of origin, we can also clear the pain that we feel. And this then creates an instant that we learn as a miracle. It is like unlocking an opening door that may have been shut for many years as what is behind that door is freed and released, so are the pressures, stressors, and pain that goes with them. Pretty cool stuff, and we're going to have a great show listening to Michael and seeing what he has to say things and sharing his work in medical healing. Let's do a little point here, though, before we move on and get our guest on today. We have our code energy for the week, and I know some people, they just love, they just wait. <laughs> to get posted to find out what the code energy for the week, what's the vibration we're running on this week. And and this is never, by the way, when the energy comes up, even if we have challenging things, it's 
not about psyching yourself out or going, oh, my gosh, you know, it's going to be a really challenging week. It's about understanding the, the vibration we're on so that we know what adjustments or adaptations we want to make to make it a smoother week for ourselves. So the code energy for this week is all about taking time for you. Let yourself slip away from the busyness that comes with being around others. And let yourself connect with your inner wisdom, the ancient wisdom of your soul. When we get too busy doing, we forget to listen and see this wisdom in a way that we listen and implement it. If you feel yourself pushed away or aside by others, be thankful for the break. Because right now, you need to be from the influence others normally provide. And this is a time of inner and personal restoration and reflection. It is not about being out in the world. And this is a time to focus on the things with the greatest meaning to you and in your life. Those successes and aspects that in your heart. Do not worry about finances or other worldly things. They work themselves out when you take care of you. To been this week, and hey, I'm all there. I'm all for it. I'm not working a whole lot today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we really need to think about because most people are not honoring enough time themselves to be. They get too wrapped up in the, in the doing. Again, the code interpretation or code energy flow for the week as well as Yehuda's message are all up on my website. Check out the media tab, the code connection. You'll find uh, them there for messages and insights. Now, I'm going to take a short break here, and when we return, I will have Michael Bradford with us, and he's going to be sharing his work in Miracle Healing. Now, the song I have for you during our break is called Listen to Me, okay, and that's by Hadeen. If you'd like to check out more of her work, because she's got a lot of really cool work going on, a lot of great music, variations of what she does and events that she does, and she's, she's just got some really great things going on. You can check out all of her work, by the way, on her website www.clairehedin.com that's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com This is Listen to Me. We'll be back in just a few minutes with our guest. So you walk down the aisle Books on either side And you know that you are waiting for Just one to catch your eye And then you'll look through its pages What will you find? All the answers to the questions That keep spinning through your mind Well, never mind You'll seek what you find Cause the universe is listening to your Thank you. 
listen to me. Welcome back. You are listening to The Code Connection, and my name is Jesse and Nicole George, and I'm your hostess today. And you were listening to a song called Listen to Me. It's by Claire Hedin, and you can check out more of her work at www.clairehedin.com. And I want to mention also a great thanks to Diana and her husband and Darren, who um, have created an amazing space for me to be broadcasting from today. And if anybody needs a great Great, fantastic getaway that's totally rural, but you know, not too far away from some amenities. <laughs> this is the place to be. I'm telling you, they are amazing, amazing people here, and um, you can always message and say, "Where is that place you were at?" And, uh, and I'll let you know. But it's a beautiful territory with uh, water features, and ducks, and skies that are clear, and oh, it's 
just amazing. Anyways, moving on. Today, I have with me Michael Bradford, and he is international intuitive energy healer, business coach, author, and spiritual teacher with extensive expertise in the areas of health, healing, personal excellence, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship, and success. He has a master's degree in international management and advanced training in intuition, NLP, hypnosis, energy medicine, reading energy patterns, and many other specialties. On his travels, he has shared healing experiences with Native American medicine people, Canadian medicine people, an Eskimo healer, Peruvian shamans, the psychic surgeons from the Philippines, the Maoris, and hundreds of therapists, healers, psychics, shamans, and medical professionals. He assisted the patients of chiropractors, holistic medical doctors, psychiatrists, and therapists using a unique cutting-edge multidimensional approach. Michael has helped over 30,000 clients. That's right. You heard me say 30,000 <laughs> clients in 50-plus countries to break free of their limitations, balance and become more successful. And this is his clients to gain greater access to their intuition, speed up their healing process, accelerate their spiritual growth, gain clarity, improve relationships, attract greater success, increase finances. Michael offers private sessions and in-depth workshops on personal breakthrough, financial success, intuition training. And you can connect with Michael through LinkedIn, by the way. That's the best way to connect with him. And you'll find him on there, uh, Michael Bradford, International Intuitive Coaching Expert. Um, so, and, and if you have the show visual, I've got the actual link there that you can click on and so I want to welcome Michael Bradford to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here, and I'm really enjoying uh, the music and the information you're giving. Um, I'm gaining a lot from that. Thank you. And great. I know you and, cannot. And I just want to go on. You cannot oh, go see right it, but Michael. You cannot see it, but I have a very big smile on my face. <laughs> Perfect. And I, I want to mention to people just briefly in here, Michael, so they understand what's going on. I believe there's a little lag in our system because I'm having to call in through Skype today. And so if we get pauses in here, just bear with us because I think it's taking a little time for the sound to come through. Okay. So, Jesse, where would you like me to start? I would love for you to start, Michael, by sharing some of your journey. Like, how did you get into doing what you're doing and this amazing miracle healing work that you're doing? And, you know, what what led you to say, this is what I want to do versus, you know, I don't know, 500 other plus modalities out there that you've chosen to to do. Well, thank you for asking the question, Jesse. I never started out to be a healer, and I never had the courage, the confidence, uh, nothing. Let me me start from the beginning. Um, Growing up, I was always hypersensitive, um, took everything personal. Um, I'm an empath, so... 
uh, I feel all the static and emotions and everything that goes on around me. And what happened as a child is, is I wanted something I could understand, something I could trust. And also in my family system, there was a lot of uncertainty, uh, a lot of um, the words and the actions didn't match. And this gave me a very, very good foundation for um, being insecure, being unsure of myself, being um, hard on myself. And when I went to school, wanted something that I could latch on to, something I could believe and something I could trust and something that was consistent. So I wound up studying math and science and uh, graduating, of course, high school and uh, college. I went, uh, started out chemical engineering for pre-med, wound up dropping out, getting a business degree, and then later going back and getting a master's in international management uh, majoring in Japanese studies. So what my early part of my life, I wanted that stability. I was seeking it outside of myself. And I came back to the planet this lifetime uh, to heal my emotional body. So in past lives, my mental body, my spiritual body, my physical body um, did really well. But I, when I saw the light in other lifetimes, I left my emotional body behind. So I came back to heal that this lifetime, and I've had a number of experiences uh, in childhood and then uh, later on in life where I, I felt like I needed help. I just couldn't understand what was going on with me. I couldn't understand the heightened emotions, why I was so sensitive, why I want to protect everybody else. Um, so I had an experience where I went to a lecture on healing and counseling and wound up um, taking, uh, going in for private counseling for myself and then started taking as many workshops as I could. And in the process, I started sensing and feeling what was going on and I've been on this journey now for, my God, I would say 40 years. So I've, I've been around lots and lots, hundreds and hundreds of healers, psychics, channels, trans channels. Um, I've met, I don't know, uh, it's a while back, but Lazarus, I actually got a chance, the one who is channeling Lazarus, I actually got a chance to say hello to him and shake his hand. And a number of the other people that were very, very high up, um, and what happened is I was traveling around the world. Okay, let me just slow down a little bit. Um, probably in 1979, 1980, um, I had a feeling that I needed to start traveling. And I was actually president of a corporation, small corporation. Basically, I was retired at age 35. And something said, you have to move. Something inside of me was moving me. So I wound up walking away from the corporate world and um, selling my house and basically just traveling. And that journey um, has taken me to every state in the United States and 53 countries so far. And as I was traveling, as I was studying with different people, as I was listening to them, 
as I was watching them work with other clients, um, I started sensing and feeling. And I finally got up the courage because I was watching a healer work with someone and I kept picking up other information. And I said, I think you're, you're approaching things. Uh, I didn't want, I don't want to say wrong, but you're not getting to the root cause. And I said, and the person, the healer said, well, if you think you're so good, go for it. And I did. And they cleared. And then um, the healer started bringing his family to me, and then finally he came to me. And my reputation that I've built around the world um, has been the, break, the breakthrough specialist. In other words, if you've been everywhere, tried everything, and it hasn't worked, go to see Michael. Now, my approach um, is very unique in the fact that I don't work with people for weeks, months, or years. I mean, I can work with people long-term in coaching and helping them if they want it, except most of my work is done in one session or a few sessions. And what I'm looking at is not what is on the surface. What I'm looking at is what is deeper. So, when I work with someone, I become quiet. I become still. I go inside. I become blank. And in that void, in that quiet, in the silence, I listen. I feel. I sense. And I will normally get a picture. I will see an image or I'll have a knowing. So in other words, it's coming through all the senses. And in that moment, I will share with that person what I'm seeing, sensing, feeling, or I will ask them a question about what I'm sensing or feeling. And many times, it is almost like sticking a pin in a balloon, and it pops. And in that moment, the blockage is released. Um, and this may be a situation from this lifetime, a memory, a thought, attitude, shock, trauma, belief system, uh, whatever that may be, or it may be from other times or places. And sometimes it's not even ours. I've had situations where the person has picked up another energy, um, and another situation which very, very few people are knowledgeable about is that over 20% of the people on the planet were actually twins. And sometimes that twin is in our energy field. And that can affect us. Also, what can happen is that... Um, the the feeling of guilt, shame, whatever it may be in our own energy field can also affect our success. When that is cleared, it can happen, the change can happen again almost instantly. And that's the kind of work I love to do is helping people to shift um, on a very, very deep level. Um, 
my commitment is to help people to reclaim their power, to reclaim their clarity, um, and having a person be independent is very, very important to me. I'm going to add one more thing, and then I'll open it up for questions. In working with over 30,000 people all over the world, I've only met five people that were more than 30% energetically present in their physical bodies. So in other words, what happens is when we experience a shock or a trauma, it's just like touching a hot stove. You normally pull your hand away. What many people forget is that we are born into a physical body to have a physical experience. We have to have and we need this physical body in order to experience things. So if we step out of our body or if we're not totally present, it's much harder for us to experience everything. Um, When I was with the Maoris in New Zealand, um, they told me that they and the Hawaiians both have an attitude of, thank you very much, spirituality, but we have to hunker down. We have to really get present in our physical body and live in our bodies. Where a lot of the Christian, Judeo-Christian and other uh, religions will focus on nirvana um, or um, the in India, etc., they'll focus on nirvana and being spiritual. Well, we're naturally spiritual because we come from those realms and dimensions. But we're here on the earth plane to experience a physical experience and to learn how to master the physical plane uh, and the earth plane. And in fact, I'm writing, I'm in the process of writing a book now um, on what I call the earth adventure and the rules of being here. I'm going to bounce it back to you right now and let you ask questions if you want. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of pieces I'm grabbing onto in this whole process. And um, you just hit so many points of the process and what you're doing. I love it because it's so aligned with how I work with codes um, like you, I'm not one of those people that say, okay, you're going to need like 15 or 20 sessions. That doesn't happen. It's like one time of something or two or three times of working with something or people will come back to me to, for different areas of their life. But, it, you know, it's not this constant uh, thing like you. My goal is to help people become as independent as possible. And I think that that piece is so very important because I've I've had this going round round with people, you know, stop looking outside of yourself. <laughs> you know, be be with you in these pieces. And it, you know, as I'm as I'm looking at these different things that you're talking about and you talk about the, the religious concepts and the Hawaiian and the Maori concepts, you know, I've always kind of thought, well somewhere in there there's a there's a balance. It's not 100% one or the other when we're on this plane. Um, because, yes, we're of that divine essence, but we are living on an earth. So we have to, we don't want to forget the divine essence, but we don't want to ignore the fact that we're 
on earth and there's other things here on earth that we need to also, as you say, focus on to bring about a complete experience um, that's in there. I, I want to throw a couple of things out there, Michael, um, with what you're talking about, because I always like to help bring these things into perspective from a, a code aspect as well when we're talking about points. And I was an empath myself growing up, a similar process in what you're talking about. Of, I've got to figure out how to deal with this. <laughs> I might need a little bit of help along the way because this is intense. I'm really glad that you brought up that some of these blockages and things that come up are not ours. Um, that I find is a huge point for people to keep in mind because um, sometimes people are, you know, dropping their stuff in our sphere. It's kind of like the guest who comes to visit us and then they leave things. <laughs> and they leave things in our home and you don't find them maybe until quite a long, you know, time later or something. Sometimes you find them right away, sometimes you don't. Um, but you talked about releasing these blockages and from a code aspect, to release, we're drawing in assistance or help and blockage. What we're doing is being responsibilities. And when, so when we release a blockage, what we're doing is really stepping into a position of power or our own divine strength, regardless of the existence that we're in. And then you were talking about the root core and healing the root core. And that, to me, is so important because I I believe very strongly in that. You know, stop putting the band on it. You know, stop looking at just where the sting is, what, what's causing the sting. You know, let's get to that root core. And when we look at what root core energy is about in code, one of the really cool things is that, um, and, and with your work with the quest for stability, it goes hand in hand because stability is factor of bringing in um, purpose. And in order to step into power, you have to learn the lessons. You have to bring the pieces together, so to say. So when you look at the root core of something, you're going to get to the root core as you learn and understand the lessons. That's going to move you into a space that opens up a divine reality or a reality that can be um, lasting. And as we bring that together, what we find is relationships. So what I see with the work that you're doing really is you're getting in and you're finding the relationship between now and the point of origination. And you're making a relationship with this energy current that has developed so that it's cleared. Would that be on target? Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting because uh, yeah, I'm here writing notes about what you're saying because I would like to share a number of things. Um, and I, I love the bantering back and forth, Jess. I love it. Wonderful. Um, I thought OPE, what I'd like to talk about is even a child in the womb. A child in the womb, the fetus has one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to stay alive. What happens, even in the womb, if for us there's lots of food, um, we sit back and have a holiday for nine months, except most of us don't do that. 
uh, anxiety. Uh, the, our mother or our family anxiety. If we're in a war zone or where uh, there's a environment, so we as a child, as an embryo, even from that early stage, we have one job and one job only to stay alive. So who do we, are we connected to? We're connected to our mothers. And our, we do not differentiate at that stage between ourselves. What happens is the fetus absorbs the negativity from the mother doing its best to stabilize the mother so we, from a very, very early point in development, start absorbing other people's energy, our own, and contaminating our own in some ways. That builds in the learning lessons that we're committed to do this lifetime. We are not victims. There, is no, there are no victims on planet Earth. There might be reluctant volunteers. Because we, from planet Earth, we picked our parents, we picked major situations, we picked our breed, uh, we picked the major events of our life. There's still free will, but we committed to learn certain things and that we came here for. Um, and the purpose of coming here might learn communication, might be about power, it might be to learn about love, it might be to learn about power, and each of us is totally unique, just like a snowflake, in what we're here to do and how we're going to approach it. There's no right, no wrong. I, I love it before talking about the world of the universe and about us being responsible for taking care of and gentle to ourselves. So for me, there are certain laws in the universe. Lower it is what you do to others comes back to you. The higher law is what we do to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, honor, respect, support, and nurture ourselves. That will come back to us. If we give everything away, we totally sacrifice everything, that does not give us the um, the knowledge and energy of reciprocity. It's about us also nurturing ourselves and feeling for ourselves. Another point I want to say is, and this is about perception. Many years ago, back in the 1960s, I swam with the dolphins in four different some of them were caged and uh, the best was with wild dolphins. When I finished that home, I came down with a 104 fever that I thought I was going to die. I mean, I, I, no one, I had $1,000 with a medical test, blood test, couldn't find anything wrong with me. Many years, I had Lyme disease, thought I had a lot of other things. And 
ability at that point in time when swimming with the anorexes, their locations, and actually in um, Indonesia with the Komodo dragon, anorays, etc. A number of times I came down very, very ill with very high fever. I picked up something. However, um, I also go to channels or people and constantly work with people with my energy and keep coaching becoming clearer. What I found out is recently, and this is, my God, what is it, 26 years later, what I found out was that the times that I thought darkest when I was sick, actually times when spirit clearing out my energy and upgrading the system, so I can hold more light. So when often equity, they were really doing was helping me to heal, and I didn't realize that until recently. Add something else to that. Two months ago, two, yeah, just two months ago, I was in traffic and stopped and hit me from behind so hard, they totaled their car and my car. And what happened was I was going to a medical test and trying to find out what the heck was going And what I'm realizing now that accident actually gave me a profound gift. The fact that it's helped to realign my energy in a positive way, helped to shift the craving. It has shifted my um, blood uh, composition. And on many, many levels, this has helped me to release trauma, new trauma had not been able to get to through a process. So part of part of the lesson and I would imagine this is something similar to the code is how do we get to that I call it the burnt stuff at the bottom of the pan. How do we get to that? And that's a gift. This is something that I love to do and it sounds like you love to do it too. Back to you, young lady. Thank you, and and I'm getting some breaking in and out um, on your end, but I can tell we we do have you know things coming through. We are getting your messages there um, from it, so I just wanted to, to let you know we do have a little bit of breaking in and out going on. But you know, this, these are some amazing stories, and you know, here again we have parallels that are going on, Michael, because I often have gone through very high fevers uh, in order to also receive these these transition points. And um, I remember one time when I was in Arizona and things came on quite suddenly and, and I had a 100-degree temperature running. I didn't open my eyes. I couldn't move. I couldn't have called for an ambulance if I wanted to um, <laughs> at that point. And, you know, I learned along the way that it was really, okay, I'm just going to keep focusing on 
this is all going to work out. <laughs> this is all, I'm all, I'm going to be fine. It's all going to work itself through. But like you say, these infants come up and they, they are making these adjustments for us um, in our energy fields, in our physical bodies to be able to handle more and more. And I knew even in that experience, the only thing I would know was somehow I'm going to get through this and, you know, this is great. This is, I tell myself, this is nothing more than being similar to a shamanic journey <laughs> without the direct. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's amazing. And I remember, too, as I was listening to your story, as I was like, yep, I remember uh, opening a car door and smashing my nose and going going into the, the doctor who had been seeing me for sinusitis and having to come back and say, I don't know how you probably did this, but he says, I've never seen a surgery that could have corrected a deviated septum as perfectly as you did when you smashed your nose on the door. Um, and this is very, yeah, we know that divine is at work in these situations. And I think, too, for your, your work, you're using the word healing, um, which is a word I've started to get away from, but when this really in the core of what you're talking about, it's about an alignment or a realignment of energy to handle things. It's I can kind of equate it for well for the gentleman audience anyways, right? It's like taking that car that was built for a four cylinder and now you're gonna put a turbo engine in it and you you gotta make some changes <laughs> to that car to handle the high turbo engine. And uh, so it's a similar process when we go through some of these experiences, I would say, um, of getting these these so-called upgrades um, or these uh, adjustments to to handle what we're moving to and what we're clearing out. Back to you. Back in, thank you, back in September, um, 11, 11, 11, November 11, 2011, I was in California talking on the phone, and it felt like someone just put energy left. I wound up flying to New Zealand, and a friend of mine kept me there for three months. During those three months, I could barely come back. What I'd like to share with the radio audience is that, can you hear me? I can. You were cutting in and out a whole lot there for a minute, and now you're back in again. Okay. Um, And what I wanted to share was something called the dark night of the soul. And the dark night of the soul, a lot of spiritual people go through it. Going up a mountain when we climb a mountain in life and we achieve things. But then when we're up at that top of the mountain, we go, Oh my God, I climbed the wrong mountain. Other mountain is more meaningful to us. We end that mountain, get into what we oriented. We do not know going well, all the old reference points are gone. And in that process, we doubt ourselves, we doubt life, 
may even consider in our life. We feel like we have nothing to offer, nothing to give. The purification is the stripping down for our entire being on all levels throughout all dimensions. And this is actually by many, many, many spiritual people uh, days and 40 nights in the wilderness for the dark. Everyone that I know who has been a healer, has been making a difference on the planet, has gone through this. So it's very, very important we're going through something like that to reach out to other people support and to have a, a reference point so that we continue to be nourished and nurtured so that we can get through it. And I've been through it a number of times. I've just been going through it the last couple of years. And And I'm willing to I do not have all the answers. And I ask and I'm quiet and I do my best. And I have a support system around me. There's psychic people willing to be honest with me, to tell me the truth, to challenge me. And any good healer, I teacher, someone that helps you help you with your transformation, that is what I feel is so critical, especially at this point, moving so quickly energetically, have that support those people that I can collaborate with. Well, and and you're definitely bringing up some good points, and I want to tie this back into something that you were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, which is from birth, we learn to absorb energy. And that's a really powerful piece for people to get because, uh, you know, on one hand, we think, oh, great. The natural, you know, magnet <laughs> and manifester in a way, but on another hand, when we're just absorbing energy, it, we're not oftentimes filtering it through. And this is this is what happens is that developing that pattern in birth, where we are this this such a receptive state. Um, well, we get to be receptive. We also need to kind of. Um, really maybe screen or filter a little bit what we're taking in. Um, it's fine to transform that energy. It's fine to shift it around. But if we're not paying attention to what we absorb, in, then we can easily absorb in the diseases or the challenges or the negative energy that keeps us so weighed down um, and distracted that we can't we can't get to some of the enjoyment of this life. And chances are, 
if we're going through this kind of dark night of the soul periods, we're going through some of these transition periods, we're going through these periods where everything feels so extremely heavy. Now, granted, some people just have heavy energy in their codes, but um, all this is probably not even our own energy. You know, when we start feeling the depressions and things like that, oftentimes this is somebody else's energy or something we have maybe probably unconsciously absorbed into our energy field. Um, oftentimes, young, I can vouch for that because I know I absorbed a lot of not worthy patterns into my field and accepted them because of where they were coming from and the sources they were coming from. Uh, and unknowingly, you know, unknowingly, because so many times these are absorbed in and we, we accept them because we've been programmed that it's something for our best interest instead of looking at the true aspect of it. Then, you know, you bring this in about having an honest support group. And I agree. And there are times that these people can really be challenging to us and if they are honest and real genuine support groups. I find this is such a powerful piece that you're bringing up because we need those people who are willing to be really honest, not just sugarcoat it, not just tell us, hey, you're going to get through it, but that are willing to come back to us and say, I don't know that you're doing this or you know, what I'm seeing you know, is this, or will you do at least do a check for me and check in with yourself and see if you are doing this from a martyr point of view, pressuring yourself when you don't have to, or are you genuinely doing this because this is something you want to do and to give, um, you know, and, and you need those hard people in your, your sphere, so to say, um, to, to help you make the point. Uh, I was just talking uh, with some people about this earlier, and one of the points that I was bringing up was that I stayed during this journey that I'm on right now, this two-month journey that I've been traveling around. And, you know, the place had all the big foundations to it that was great. It was, you know, it was wonderful in so many ways, but there were definitely things that were not great. And everybody was giving and these five-star reviews saying, oh, wonderful place, wonderful this, wonderful that. I came through and I was honest. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, these foundations are really good, but there's definitely room for improvement and there's definitely some things that need to be worked on. And I can tell they want to work on them, but they want to they do it. And the key is, is I, you know, if I don't say something, one, people are going to step into that space, and then they're going to run into maybe the same experience I had and you know, not get what they thought they were going to get. And the other piece of that is that until somebody says something to us and they're willing to be brutally honest with us or, you know, honest with us about what they're seeing and what's going on, um, we don't oftentimes that we need to make a change because we're going along thinking, oh, this is all fine and dandy uh, because everybody's just feeding the ego space in there and sort of, you know, saying to us, hey, this isn't working and what, <laughs> what is going on with you here? Um, you know, this, this needs to be upgraded or this needs to be worked on. And so I agree. I think this is so important. So your emphasis on that 
having an honest support around you, I think, is really important. And it's not always easy to hear what they have to say, but, um, you know, if we're going to stand in our own independence and if we are going to move through processes, I, I find this to be a very, very important piece for us. Back to you, Michael. Asking, asking the hard questions, um, like looking at someone and um, let, let's put it this way. I was working with a client um, in Asia. And it was a couple. They came to me for reading. And I, I, I was sitting with them and talking about the daughter. And I automatically, immediately, I picked up something. And I said, your daughter needs to see me. And they, she was a teenager. And they said, she'll never come. I said, I don't care. She needs to see me immediately. And um, they came home, talked to the daughter, and believe it or not, the daughter came to see me the next day. And I just looked at her, and I, I normally, with she was 16, normally with a 16-year-old, I'd keep the parents there because it's underage child. In this case, I had the father wait. I knew, the, knew because I had done the session with them, I asked if he would trust me with her alone for a little bit. And I turned to her and I asked her, I said, are you planning on committing suicide? And she turned to me and she said, yes, I've already written a letter and I was planning on doing it this week. And I talked to her. I asked her, I said, I will support you. Are you willing for me to call your father in and can you tell him? She said, he won't understand. I said, but you matter, and your happiness matters. So she finally, I cannot do it on audio to show you what she did, but she was wringing her hands, her face contorted, all kinds of other things happened, and finally she said, yes, I'll talk to my father, and brought him in, and then I said, you're doing something to tell you. Excruciating. However, they worked it out. And she's alive and well now, thank God. And to ask those hard questions, especially in certain countries um, in Europe, Asia, um, there are certain cultures, not so much here in the United States, where it's a taboo to ask the direct questions. Reason why I've been able to facilitate the depth of healing that I've been able to do, I will ask those questions out of love and respect, not to hurt not to, but just to uncover and release the trapped energy, the trapped emotions, the trapped thoughts. Be the person to allow them to express themselves. Back to you, Jesse. What a powerful story to share, Michael, and, and thank you for that because these are the things that I love for you to bring up and a guest to bring up because people don't realize that they can literally be saving a life. And I know I've had similar experiences. I talk about to share the show people because I literally also had somebody come to me at one point and said, 
your show saved my life. I was going to, you know, take my life. And after I listened to your show, I didn't do it. And it, it did take people to get in there. And so many of the people that are contemplating tough things like a suicide or other types of experiences, dramatic um, action in their life, they oftentimes are not talking to anybody about it at all. And this is where I think it really steps in that we need to be willing to be in that space of light. We need to be willing to stand in our strength. We need to be willing to ask the questions and to bring the things up. Uh, I know the best friendships that I have developed along the way have come with people who were willing to come to me and say, I don't like your choice in this. And have been willing to come to me and say, Jesse, I think you're making a big mistake here. Um, and I have a lot of respect for those people. I, I don't like what comes up <laughs> that I have to deal with, but I'll tell you, I have a lot of respect, and I'm really, really grateful for the people that are willing to do that because it is not a easy position to be in most of the time um, with it. And and so oftentimes we are doing this huge favor and usually maybe somebody needs to get past the initial shock or the trauma of hearing something and then they'll be able to come back and go, okay, let's, let's do something here. Let's work through this. Now, um, you know, Michael, I if you don't want to be put on the spot at all, that's okay. <laughs> I have a couple of things here that I, I'm hoping we can do here in the amount of time that we, we have left on the show. We do have a reasonable amount of time here. I would love for you to share a little bit about if there's multiple layers to trauma um, and you know where we think maybe we've healed something, only for all of a sudden these additional layers to show up, um, you know, and how can we know that something is trauma or thought or feeling that's that's connected or mostly a challenging time for us and something that we're just supposed to solve or learn from. So I got a couple of questions there. And then, you know, if if you feel like it and it resonates for you, I would love for you to be able to give people maybe an example of how you would work with somebody or tune in with somebody and if you want to use me, I will be vulnerable and candid <laughs> on the air with whatever you say. And and I'm willing to address that and be open about it. So I'm going to turn it back to you and let you work with that. Well, I, I thought that this was kind of amusing that talking about creating miracle healings uh, transformation. However, I haven't really talked about it that much. So thank you. Um, I would like to use the model weed. And if you look at a weed and you take a side view where you can see above both ground, and you take a look above the ground, you can see the flower on top or whatnot. And the flower on top, the part above the ground is conscious. Above the ground is consciousness. Above the ground is dimensional reality. So if we use that as a model, most people will focus on 
they want the results. That's where they focus their time and energy. They work on appearances. I don't think about that. You come, a person comes to me, whether it's cancer, diabetes, allergies, hepatitis C, relationship issues, financial issues, business issues, whatever their issues, um, I look at that and I thank you for sharing. Now, once they, sh- they tell me where to focus on, they're interested in, then I look below ground. And what I'm looking for is the taproot. And the taproot could be a thought, attitude, belief, trauma, past life, certainly being. It is thing. That taproot allows the weed to exist. Chop the weed off at the at doesn't stop it ground level. It doesn't destroy. Only when you get the tap, whole weed creates a problem. To me, what I'm looking at is that deep, deep place within the person, which is the deep. It's the root cause of everything that's going on. And again, you can, with, with the experience that I've had, training and the background and the development work, I can usually do that very quickly. A couple of minutes after a person walks in and sits down to that they are booking the session. I have seen diabetes, allergies, Cancer, hepatitis C, I've seen it disappear in an hour. And I've seen more of cancer had six days That's totally clear. So it's not the illusion of not the illusion of big the challenges. More about number one is the person ready to face every day responsibility for shifting the person willing. You're cutting in and out on you're cutting in and out on me again. Um, okay. So we got we got some of the aspect of the. Um, uh, that what you're doing is getting in the tap root, that what is above ground is what is conscious, what is below ground is the unconscious, and what you're doing is going in so that you can up from that tap root um, the weed that is there, which is the issue. Um, we started to go into uh, a list and talk about what number one, and that's where you really started to cut out. Okay, the this is actually on a YouTube video that I have. It's a four-minute video on YouTube. Um, so, but let me see if I can clarify. Jesse, tell me if it's if it's thing. What I have found is that even working with life-threatening illness, like cancer or something like that, I've seen these things clear, the record for my working with someone who has life-threatening 
was actually 34 seconds. That's all it took. The total clear and it can never come back. And this was a gender where the person would get by and it's not to take the gender. In uh, cancer, the person was given too much to live where they were radiating. Uh, they could not see any cancer above the wall. They had people with hepatitis C. They had 1.4 million virus count when they took in the hospital was a shot. Town dropped to three hundred thousand and then and what's interesting is I never work I never focus on the when I'm working with someone but I see perfection. I do not even use the word cancer, diabetes, or in the session. Because my whole focus is to empower the person, bring them to their aligned, natural perfection, to help them to release any karma, any anything that is Anything and everything that is depleting energy. The other thing that's very different with my work is I do not send any healing energy anymore. I've got all kinds of credentials. What I've learned is just to hold sacred space for someone. And in holding that sacred space, they're members who they are. And then they start automatically shifting. Um, I'll bounce it back to you. You know, you're bringing up two really, really big things here, Michael. At least they're, they're huge with me, and they're huge in what I look for with somebody who is working with integrity who is genuinely working with spirit. And that is you focus on seeing their perfection. And I'll tell you, I have been round and round with people about this in some areas and said, no, do not focus on what is wrong. <laughs> and I've been to other healers and I'm like, we're not here to focus on what's wrong. What we need to do is help the mind, the body, the whole us remember its wholeness because the disease is only a forgetting of that or an interruption in that. And when you look at the wholeness, the body will take care of itself. It will heal itself in the process. So that's, that's one of the really big pieces, and that's, that's where I can come back and say, okay, Michael is working the real stuff here because of where you focuses. The second thing that you're bringing up here is that you do not send healing energy to people anymore, but what you're doing is you are holding a space, a sacred space for them that um, I know when I sit with my, for example, 
Genesis statement, the foundation of what I work from is sacred space with that in that statement, and it's a space of safety because without that space, nothing happens. The, the soul, the being, the essence, who we are, self, our human self, soul self, needs to have that space of safety to make the transition or the transformation or the adjustment um, that we're seeking to make at a given time. This is another big piece that tells me you are working with a huge amount of integrity. There's a lot of clarity in your work, and it's in holding this space for somebody because oftentimes what happens is when we have an illness come up in our body. I know people that deal with cancer um, and, and many other things, lung disease and all kinds of things out there, whatever it is that we're dealing with, whether it's a physical issue, a mental issue, an emotional thing that we're dealing with, that um, that they are struggling to hold space for themselves during that because the mind is getting so distracted. There's so many things pulling their concentration that it's hard to concentrate and to focus on holding that. So to have somebody hold that is kind of, it's like the difference between having a massage therapist move on you or trying to give yourself a massage, particularly down the center of your back. <laughs> It doesn't work really well. You can't get the same effects when you're in pain trying to massage yourself as you can if you just stay down and relax and let they do it for you um, or hold that space anyway so that you can take hold. So I love that you bring up these points and that you're sharing that this is how you operate from in the space that you're operating from because to me when, when this is the space somebody's coming from, this is sincere, genuine work, and this is key points that I know makes a difference. These are the key points that I know allow work to really happen and to create the miracles. Jesse, I, I, want, I want to say thank you for noticing because, um, as with all of us, I've been tested about and everything else. How to say no thank you. The sacred spiritual aspect. There's another thing that I'd like to bring up. This also most people are doing the healing work the third. You're, you're kind of uh, in and out a whole lot again, so I don't know if you can change a little bit. And let's see. I've got, okay, I've got full bars on here. Like I said, there's an electrical storm going on here right now with lightning and everything else, so... <laughs> Sometimes full bar doesn't matter when there's an electrical storm. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so what I was saying was that um, many of us on the spiritual path have been tested and tested over and over again about power, about money, about a lot of things. My choice is to work with the higher and. To be a certain 
to this planet. Um, the other, what I was bringing up also, was that my work is not done on the third dimension. Some of it is. When I'm talking to someone, I am physically here. But I'm also working on much higher levels of consciousness, much higher dimensions. And also, and I give I have a team working with me, beings of light, and part of my request is to only work with, and I will only allow guides into my energy field to come to level higher. So my path has been, I would say, slower. I could have money, I could have had a lot of power, I could have had a lot of things had I been willing to sacrifice not willing and walk away from a lot of situations um, where they could have been very lucrative but involved me compromising my and spirit watches this. They they, they test us over and over again um, and what I know is I want to get it right this lifetime I want this is and it sounds like Jesse this is very important for you too so group of us that are playing at the same level and are looking for the highest good um, with an individual, whether it's in a couple, and there's another point that I want to make extremely clear, and Mike's telling me to make sure I say this, business and money is not bad. When I went up, uh, when I was uh, vision questing after that process, I went on a road trip. We wound up going to Bear Butte in Dakota. Um, they said, Michael, take your job again, which was a, is a very thick And they said, ask if Crazy Horse Monster was good or bad. What I heard as I started walking up the mountain something very clear nothing is good or bad. Life is not your bad. Power, money is not good. We are in third dimensional reality. Business is important. Working as part team is important. And if, when, and where we can do it with high integrity, Helping organizations, helping businesses be sensitive to both customers and employees and the vision. Then you have, and the only word I have is magic. You talk, then you have a very big company. And being in business or having a business, you need to do something on third dimensional reality 
to pay the bills and to survive here in the third traditional world. So me, having been in business, having been I see many pathways of learning and developing spirituality. And the person who runs a corporation is no, no less uh, spiritual than the yogi sitting on the mountain meditating. Many of the people can help spirituality in their business as part of their business. So I just wanted to say that. You know, and, and these are some good aspects. I, you know, I don't believe that money is bad or any of those types of things either. And, um, you know, my, my experience is, is where we get challenged and all of that is when we turn our power over <laughs> to to that. You know, we let that dictate our life instead of um, living our life and things like that. And oftentimes it's these very types of challenges that come up and these temptations that come up. I mean, you know, well, in the movie, they always say, come to the dark side. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's really this aspect of, um, you know, saying, Seeing, are we going to sell out? Or are we going to keep a balance uh, in in with these different things? But you had mentioned too in your work that you're doing this miracle healing work that you work on other dimensions and not this plane. And I think that's important. There would be some people that say, "Well, if you're healing something physical and you're on this plane, why would you do it on this plane?" Um, you know, part of that is really about time you know do you want it to heal over a course of 30 years or do you want it to heal in minutes <laughs> because what other dimensions do is they function on different vibrations which then create that more instantaneous more um, miraculous healing space uh, because if we tried to do it all in this dimension then you know what we're doing is wait a long time because the third dimension takes time to do things. I mean, if you think about it, even like a dream, you go off another dimension when you dream or you astral travel and you live a whole lifetime or several weeks in an hour of birth time. Um, So this is kind of the same principle I would do with your work. You take that energy and you give it that sacred safe space in a dimension that moves much faster than what we move here, then as that energy is with that person, it makes makes the healing come around much faster. You know, it's that difference of taking uh, an hour or several months <laughs> on something. Um, you know, you're giving it, you're taking, putting it in a place where it can be something that's kind of like a plant. You know, if you take a plant, and you stick it in a pot, and you put any soil in it, that plant's not going to be able to grow very well. But if you take it and you put it in a soil that is a great soil for it, then probably going to do pretty well. And it's going to be able to be strong and remember what it's supposed to, 
to do. And I think often that is the thing with by getting it to another dimension or energy vibrational field, it can remember what it's supposed to do, whereas it may be blocked in this third dimension. Would you say that's accurate, Michael? That you're absolutely true, absolutely accurate. Um, another aspect of this, when working on the other dimensions, and asking what it did that in other words information where they stuck what else is going on so help the person so in other words if a person is not information isn't coming the guides speak me, and then because I'm on the third dimension, all the time, I can communicate it in a way that they can hear it and understand it. Again, that will speed the learning process. It's the release of the understanding of what the my experience is as a person automatically heal. They automatically create the abundance. Automatically have uh, uh, miracles happen in their life. And um, I was working with a couple business meetings he joined with me, his wife is pregnant, and there's a concern because he's a romantic. Looked at him, and I said, I'm staying at And he looked at me, and we thought, and I had the book of the but I you know, what happened to you in your childhood? Children. Neither one wanted to put a child to the world unless they could guarantee that they a child. And I said to them, I said, You cannot guarantee anything in this world. What you can do is do your best as much as you can protecting and the child has its own destiny. And I this is only in one session that people took quite a bit, and they talked about healing that. And then a number of months later, they called me and they told me have a healthy child. So it's not, again, about time. It is about being aware, being sensitive, being open, and having the right experiences relate to the individual and help them integrate the the new knowledge, the new information. And I I just love it to see love to see people and to have a chance to be happy with people. 
Back to you. This is a big thing, and I think being able to see those transitions and those results are so powerful for people because oftentimes I think somebody does know kind of really what's going on in regards to an issue, but they don't know it fully or they haven't been able to get the full perspective on it. And I think that sometimes when we want too close to something, uh, there be all kinds of things. And it takes somebody like yourself who's more objective to come in and be able to pick up on these aspects and to intuit into the situation and give us that light bulb of, yes, yes, that's the challenge, you know, that we're dealing with. It's kind of like my myself. For example, okay, I'm carrying, I'm not a super heavy person, but I'm carrying more weight than I would like to at times. Um, you know, my body doesn't always cooperate, and I know some of that is all kinds of various things, but I also know that rooted in that somewhere has to deal with some self worth issues and manipulation issues that I dealt with as a child unknowingly that were then carried on through quite a bit of my life. And you know, so I know that some of that came on kind of as a protective measure because I hit various points where uh, when I was younger, I modeled professionally and I got tired of people looking at me just for my body. I wanted people to see me for my real self. I also, you know, so I know these different little pieces come into play and, and there are awareness there, but I'm sure that there's probably, you're probably picking up some root things. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's another root in there somewhere besides, I, I can see it and and it's there. Um, because, you know, I know even myself sometimes there's the stumbling blocks now. I've been working past a lot of these things and implementing things with my codes that are making a difference and making some other shifts. But at the same time, um, yeah, there's you know you're sitting there picking up, picking up these pieces, and and I think that's the thing is that um, when somebody comes to you, they're going to come in and they're going to say, okay, Michael, I have this issue going on, and I'm frustrated and I'm challenged with it, and um, you know here's here's what I know about it because some people probably know absolutely nothing about what they're dealing with. Some people are going to come in and they're going to be like, okay, I know there's some roots in this <laughs> this core area here, and I know this has been going on for many existences, um, not being valued or whatever there. So uh, in listening processes, I know as an intuitive myself and I'm working with people that you hear things. There's things that come up as people that are, are talking that then cue you in to where that core is and help you hone in and from there you can move on with the process I would as you described of bringing everything into sacred space and seeing perfection and seeing the adjustments being made and then uh, making that go back through would that be about right in what somebody would experience? Jesse, yes and um, I'm going to jump around here a little bit May I share with you, this is, this is, I'm not sure anything deep, dark, uh, or personal, 
share with you out of respect. However, I am picking up something. I you cut okay, that on me there me. a little bit. You, Pardon? You, you cut out on me? me a little bit there. Uh, I can hear you now, and you said you were picking up on something. I'm picking up something on you, with you, and I feel like it's okay to share on the air, if I may. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm fully really okay. open, whatever you pick up. I feel like there are four lifetimes where you were, um, you had starved to death. Um, a couple of them, you were very, very poor, but other times, wandering in the wilderness, um, there were, there was catastrophes, and and I lifetime. So I'm here and I I accept all the other things you're saying. However, those four lifetimes feel like they were the deepest root cause. And um fear having enough food. And restore some extra, just in case. But that's that came through very clearly. I want to acknowledge you for being um, um, Go ahead. It's really interesting that you would pick that up. Uh, people that have been following my journey for a while know that last. I had some very rough times uh, about 14, 15 months ago, and one of the venues that I rolled to, um, I really had lived on a handful of pumpkin seeds for a week because I had no idea how to pay for food. At that time, I had nothing. Um, I had a whole bunch of things that just were out of the blue in- incidences that happened. Um, I share that because oftentimes when there is a in something like that, we will actually get to some point in our life during the current incarnation that starts to repeat that root cause yep, some way, somehow. <laughs> absolutely. Um, may I share this with you? Um, and I want to make sure because there's a gift, there's two gifts I would give um, gratitude for uh, I, I, one of the many things I've learned companies, corporations, being a, a consultant for the state of also had my book published with the I had my own corporation company bankrupt in 1985. One of the most uh, challenging, humiliating things that happened for me is back in a bread line in Washington with them. And I had nothing. And I talk about being on top and and all of a sudden being worked out 
eventually starting all over again. These things definitely challenge us, and I just want to say thank you, Steve, for I look forward to talking to you more, finding more. Back to you. Um, yeah, and, and that's great, and it's it's true. You know, you experience, and oftentimes those big drop-offs in life um, that we experience, where we are on those highs, and then we find ourselves just bottomed out in some way. Uh, really, do have these connections. And, uh, you know, it's been such a, a pleasure to have you on the show with us today and sharing this work and, um, you know, honoring this time. And it's my pleasure. Thank you for sharing what was coming through. And I might have to have you fill some of that because it cut out little bits and pieces on me. But I think I got the most of it. I have something about gratitude in there. And, you know, it's, it's interesting this time I have uh, – over the last years, come in such deep connection with gratitude, the smallest of things and the smallest of gestures, and it's it's just absolutely amazing the power of some of these things that that can happen. And as you say, you know, sometimes we can be in these spaces because we're not even realizing that we aren't being grateful for what we have and. It's trying to trigger some of these paths here. Um, your work is absolutely fascinating, and I have to um, you make a connection with these different life existences that I think is really wonderful and really important because I believe we're always integrating all the multiple lives together, and that's really what the unity is about in a lot of ways is unifying ourselves and these aspects, and the way we do that is to do the work like that you're offering people to get into these root triggers. Um, so many times, I know I've been clearing a lot of work with people from the Atlantean and the Lemurian civilizations where they're carrying so much guilt and so much responsibility, and it's important not only for ourselves, but I say the entire earth the entire existence that we're in now to release this and to make the adjustments and to stop carrying these things. We may have put them in as protective measures at one point, but they're not needed anymore in this lifetime. I'm definitely not starving in this lifetime by any means. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's important for us to, to make those adjustments in there. So, Michael, I deeply, deeply thank you, and I, I want to remind people again that they can connect with you through LinkedIn, that that's the easiest way for them to connect with you, and just go ahead and, and look up there, Michael Bradford, that have the show where they can see the actual show here. Um, there's a link there, and it is with the show description that you can connect with Michael. So thank you, Mike, for being with us today. Thank you, and, and Jesse, thanks for, for all that you're willing to share. And uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of people you see on stage, you see them, and but very few people are willing to be vulnerable enough to share the time they went through the dark night of the soul. 
bottom down to care. They didn't know which, which. Me, um, I appreciate people to be to be present. So I honor you for you're helping the radio audience and also. It's my it's my pleasure to do so, and uh, and that's how we all learn. You know, that's how we all uh, bring our things together in life, and that's how oftentimes other people can get through things because somebody is willing to be candid. They're willing to be vulnerable and open about their experiences and sharing. And you know, it's too easy for us to look at the people that are doing the work that Michael is doing, that I'm doing, that many others out there are doing. And say, oh my gosh, they've just had it so easy, or you know, they they you know have this lifetime and they've not been through what I've been through. Well, I assure you that even if we haven't been through exactly the same thing, that we have been through our own experiences and that we can relate to challenges and can understand them and as empathetic as Michael is, myself is, and others are out there, we can feel the pain even if we don't have exactly the same experience. Um, and no, we don't know it from always your perspective, but we can help you bring that forward and we can help you bring that out. And uh, certainly if you're dealing with some things and you're hitting some goals and you're feeling some challenges, then look Michael up because he obviously has a gift in for him to pinpoint in on this this is something that nobody has ever pinpointed in on me, and, uh, and, and I find it interesting with my recent connections and things that I've been opening in my codes. It's definitely enlightening me for him to bring this particular piece. So, you know, it's, it might be worth it to you as well to find out um, what he can pick up from you and your situations in life and what's going on. and. As he showed today, he picked up a piece that is beyond just the pieces that I um, have honed in on in the lifetime with things. So we're very, very grateful for his time and his energy here today. And I do want to mention that next week I am going to be talking about the codes of money. I will be back in the Sioux Falls area, back in my um, current base of things right now. <laughs> so um, hopefully there won't be the issues going on there. <laughs> Shy of a tornado hitting, which we will be in tornado season as I'm going back there. So, um, you know, hopefully all will continue to be well and uh, with everything. But I will be talking about the codes of money and how money flow. Um, so this is really cool because I know this is a big piece. A lot of people will challenge by that spiritual material balance. And, um, you know, finding how to, to make some of those connections and to be at peace in that money flow. Uh, don't forget, you can get the international bestseller that I'm a collaborator on, Embraced by the Divine, the Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose at EmbracedByTheDivine.com. So just go there. They're all on Facebook. we got a lot of great stuff that's happening. And what's really cool about that project is that it's that. It's a project, and it's not just a book. And and there's been a lot of people contribute to this on a lot of different levels. A lot of people have put up gifts with the book. Um, the, we have things as collaborators and authors that we are working on and developing that are going to be exciting 
uh, possibilities for you to come and participate in as well. So all kinds of things. If you have a, a local bookstore or favorite store, also contact us. We'll be happy to you know work on getting the book in your area or to get one of the collaborators who might be in your area out there to do a book screen uh, with the book and share more about it, their stories of what they contributed. You can check out my work, by the way, from working with codes to monthly video tips, which I'm about ready to put up a new monthly video here in the next couple of days, archived shows, interviews, all of those great things, um, interviews other people have done on me, books, upcoming events, all that stuff is on my website, CompassionCodes.com. Don't forget we've got various shows here on Main Street Universe. Tuesdays we have Susan Weed sharing her work in and natural plants, and Wednesday nights we have Daniel and Janice on our flagship show, and Janice is doing her own show uh, from time to time called Reflections and Rhythms. We get Darren Bouquet who comes in and now and then. He calls in from Madame Laveau in New Orleans with Spiritual Insights and uh, uh, several others that are doing like once a month shows or things. You've got to kind of watch the whole network. There's always something interesting happening <laughs> here on Main Street Universe. And, of course, Fridays have the code connection. Hey, this is Jesse Michaels George, and I am so glad you joined me here today. Thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live on known as Parent Counters Network, StreamFinder, and Talk Stream Live, and those that are catching our podcast at iTunes and TuneIn.com, and those that are catching the YouTube version of our show. Don't forget that if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It will be able at the same link in our archives immediately following the show and um, you know as I mentioned it's on the podcast and it will be going up on the YouTube version as well. I'm going to leave you with the song today called Yearning For. It's also known as Over and Over. It's by Shemshai and again you can connect with Shemshai at their website www.shemshai.com that's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com Thank you so much and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on The Code Connection. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a really amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal, just to show you the way that I feel. And we are in time with time, one with of change inside, and we are in tune with the tune, caught in a balance of sun and moon, oh, deep inside, the light within, shining to show you it's it to begin, when all I Just a little bit slower With the rigs, the 
Perfect. Okay. Big hug. Thank you. Okay. 